Welcome back to Beneath the Beat Podcast. Per usual, we've got another really, really special guest today. He's known around the world for his solo piano playing. Right now, he is a staff collaborator at Texas A&M University and has done solo piano tours all over the world. So without further ado, please welcome Miguel Sosa. So tell us, what have you been up to as far as your music career? I know, like right out of Central, you got hired at A&M and... Like, honestly, That's I know, awesome. yeah, I knew that you were um, hired as a staff accompanist, but yeah. So in back in 2015, right when I finished MU, uh, I got this job at AM. So, you know, and it was a big move. Um, and for me in my career, I'm always trying, and maybe it was one of my mistakes. I'm always trying to find uh, a place where I can settle my roots and then, you know, explore as much as, as, as I can. So when I got here, my first priority was, okay, let me show them what can I do pianistically speaking. Mm. And then after that, you know, I started the concert series in town too. Uh, I started seeing what was the music scene. So I started working with uh, instrumentalists uh, besides a um, So, you know, I was, I, I tried to explore as much, I'm a music director at the church too. So I tried to explore as much as I could uh, musically, uh, artistically, but, you know, without even thinking about it, uh, because I was very focused in just, okay, playing piano, you know, that's my, that's my go-to. But being in college station and being at A&M really taught me to kind of, oh, let me explore, you know, there's doors that are open for you. And instead of shutting down because I was uncomfortable with trying something new, okay, let me explore what, what that brings. Uh, so, you know, I start directing choirs too, which was something I never imagined doing. Um, so I did, I, you know, try to, to go beyond what I thought was my, my end goal or my end career a, as a musician. Yeah, I feel like that's super important, you know, like it, it seems like everyone has this picture of what it means to be a musician. And like, especially going through music school, you're like, like if, if you're studying performance, you're like, I'm in a gig, that's it. And, and the reality of it is in today's day and age, you totally can do that. You can, but you're going to be working seven days a week. You're not going to be buying any mansions or anything like that. So for you to explore different realms, I think that's awesome. Yeah, you know, a career, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Career, I, 10 years ago, uh, so before I came to America, you know, when I was 20, 22, 23, I was very, the only thing I'm going to do is play solo, chamber music, or playing with instrumentalists as a staff of companies. That was my only thing that I wanted to do. So even when I applied to jobs after CMU, that was the only thing I applied to mm. because I was so, especially teaching for me, that teaching back in Portugal is a little, you know, if you can perform, you go back to teaching. And I had this, this prejudice against teaching. And hmm. so that defined the years after, uh, you know, after that, after coming to America and so, okay, no, the only thing I'm going to do is playing. I'm not going to do anything else. But that, that mindset really limits how much you can do and how much can how much income also can can you have you sure. know yeah. and now in the, in the in, in nowadays the more flexible you are the easier you get a job 
Mm-hmm. While if you just if you know to do just one thing, that's not good enough at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And you guys are musicians, you know that. How right. much time? Mm-hmm. How many times you had to face something that you were not used to, or you know, I mean, you didn't know anything about it, but say, okay, what you know, why not? Let me right. try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I my my mentality really changed uh, in these last five years. Uh, while before I was like, you know, this is who I am. I'm not going to change. Uh, mm-hmm. You know whatever i'm an adult there's not it's not worth to change it but then no wait you know humans are flexible life is very flexible you can't just stay in one path because if you just stay in one path you're not growing you're just you know mm-hmm. staying in the same level there's no no growth for you there's no end end game to to, to reach so with my mindset changing really allows me to explore a lot of things and the things that made me happy too that i was not expecting including right. teaching now that's something that i like to do and i know this because I, I know the type of students i can deal with and gives me pleasure to do it mm-hmm. uh taught me life taught me how to be more open to what life brings to you you know yeah yeah i think that's i think that's a very very important point for musicians specifically to hear the fact that you may you may have your heart and mindset on a certain thing um, but that's limiting you to the experiences of what music can actually bring to a lot of people. Um, yeah. I know for me, like I just got hired teaching, um, like front ensemble at a school, which I never thought in a million years that I would ever want to do or like to do. Um, but that's something I just started getting into and I really enjoy it. And now it's, I'm able to do this thing that I didn't think I was able or was going to ever, it was ever going to happen for me to do that. So, um, yeah. And even, and even, you know, uh, I've noticed too that my solo playing, you know, my playing changed a lot with, uh, interactions I had. So for example, working with choir really taught me how to breathe, you know, mm-hmm. and I start to incorporate, other concepts that I was not aware that it's just they're not taught to us mm-hmm. in, in, in my own playing. And I, I felt, you know, getting that uh, changing to a more mature player too, yeah. because I was playing with so many people, interacting with so many people, and just uh, having these different experiences, even writing music. You know, I, I wrote mm-hmm. music for the church. I mean, very something simple, but just, you know, I felt so much pleasure because I never imagined that I was able to do it. I remember right. being at SAMU. And this still was with Zach and, you know, Dominic and mm. they were uh, jamming and they're asking, oh, go just play something. And I just could, I mean, I was stuck in my own way that I just, sure. you know, I just didn't even feel comfortable to try something. But now, you know, even if it's just one, four, five, one, something as simple mm. as that. But mm-hmm. the fact that I tried to do that, you know, that I, that was a new task that, that I included. It really makes you, you know, more proud of, of yourself. You know, when I was playing a Mozart concert, Mozart wrote his own cadences. And I wrote my own cadences. I mean, and it was so, I don't know, I just felt so much joy doing something that I, you know, that was mine, that mm-hmm. this is mine. This, I wrote this and I applied to this performance and it's unique, you know, in all the, the industry. That is a unique experience too writing something or even a arra- or even arranging something and yeah. listening to other musicians play it for you. Yeah. Um, especially good musicians. <laughs> yeah, well, well. Um, so yeah, that's cool. That's really, that's a really awesome perspective. Um, 
And that's something that we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. The fact yeah. that if you limit yourself, your, your music is, is there's so many different realms. Um, and there's so many different roads that you can take and why limit yourself, you know? Yeah. You know, music is very complex and mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's art. So, you know, there's all this universe that uh, the more you get involved with, mm -hmm. you know, the more knowledgeable you'll be. And I was, for the listeners, I got a tattoo on Monday and I remember he was talking about you know, being a pianist. And I, I told him, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the same as your job because you find, you will never find 100% okay. I'm I'm in this level. I'm the best of the best. I can't change anymore. It's impossible. It's something that you go until you die. You have this uh, goal to reach that you right. know you can get closer, but you're never going to. If you say okay, I'm 100% good. I mean, I'm the best. You're not growing. You're not. No. You know, there's yeah. just nothing. So the more you you involve yourself in in uh, music or arts or you know books whatever or in life the mm -hmm. the more open and you are to that goal that you set up for yourself when you mm -hmm. start to do this trial. i mean i'm telling you when i was 20 21 i was just and i was putting deadlines on myself if in five years i don't have anything uh, that says okay miguel you're in the right path I, i'm not going to do music anymore i mean i was always putting these deadlines to that are just suffocating because you know that's not life and mm, just mm -hmm. in, while then rather than enjoying every moment that you have and and i can tell you when i was at cmu i was so focused in the future that i really didn't enjoy the present in collaborating with with the people there uh that i should have but i was so focused now you know i need to get a job i just you know i need to get out of here just get my life uh, then i can start something new instead of focusing in the present you know that really didn't allow me to enjoy our <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees. That, that uh, you know, didn't really enjoy me, uh, enjoy the present and mm -hmm. enjoying everything that the Greek can provide you, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's important that we really live the present and try as much as we can in order to grow and have, you know, the future that we want to, I think. Yeah, honestly, I think that's like a recurring theme with a lot of musicians and a lot of artists. Um, or really like we were talking about uh, about it uh the other day with with uh one of our friends that was on the podcast about that feeling where it's like i need to be the best like i'm not gonna sleep i'm not gonna go and hang with my friends because i need to be the best and how in some ways it's a really good thing and in other ways it's a really damaging thing because you can get to that point where you are the best and did you really enjoy getting there are you enjoying yourself now you know, that's, that's such a, such a common thing. I feel like amongst musicians. You know? Yeah. You know, and I can, I mean, I and Zach, especially you, Zach, you knew me back then. I mean, I was, I, 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 I was never very talented in music. It was very hard work. So I remember, you know, back in those days, I mean, practicing without exaggerating 16 hours per day. I mean, because I wanted to be the best of the best of the best. I sacrificed, you know, I was not going to hang out with friends, uh, going to reduce all my social activities that I could, just practicing and practicing. That can give you something, but it doesn't give you all the, the, the scope that you need, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, even, and one thing I learned uh, recently too is that you need to take care of your body. 
whatever mm. you know you you have to preserve your body you cannot sacrifice your well-being to achieve something else <laughs> sorry mm -hmm. that was my that was my foster dog he's agreeing with me <laughs> but, uh, you know i remember i mean sleeping five hours or something and, and just you know just putting in that state of mind and of body that you just was like going through the motions you know just to sacrifice to okay mm. i need to pray i need to pray. i can't just do some anything else yeah and Again, that, I mean, yes, you, you know, you become better, but it needs to be to have a balance in order to, you know, that you're, yes, you're putting hard work, but also enjoying life. But again, you cannot go outside to the world and say, I have this product if the product is not polished, you know, because yeah. that's a lot of things that I see. I see a lot of people not having a standard, you know, their standard is very low and I mean, they're just lazy and you cannot go i mean you can go outside and put that word but no one is going to buy it you have mm -hmm. music is no matter what it's a commitment you have to be committed to to what you're doing you have to practice you have to get yourself better again you need to find the balance you know mm -hmm. in life but you cannot go to the industry to to advertise something that is not polished because mm -hmm. the next person to you will have that polished and then mm -hmm. you lose the job you know mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's like that's like such an interesting thing because, because music as a whole is, is like not like that at all, you know? And what I mean as like a whole, I mean like from a consumer standpoint or from the people that are not trying to work in the music industry, they just love playing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it does not have to be that, but there is when, when you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to pursue this as a career. Like, yeah, there are sacrifices that you need to make, you know, and your, oh, your yes. product does have to be polished, you know? Yeah. But I know for me, it, it was really important to like take a step back and, and say, what is, what is good enough? You know, what is yeah. good enough for right now? What is, what is my maximum amount, amount of productive time here? That's something that I did all the time. I would stay there way too long. I'd blow my chops out. wouldn't be able to play it wouldn't sound good and it was just because i was putting in the time for the sake of putting in the time not putting in the productive time that i needed to get something right you know what i mean i feel like that's such an important thing you have to go into your practice practice session saying i'm going to make this thing better and then be able to say when that thing is better that was my goal for today that was my goal for this hour i'm going to go take two hour break or I'm gonna, this, this is it for today. You know, being able to walk away sometimes and say, Hey, I'm, I'm done for right now. I feel like that's a really important thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can see it in a micro scale too, where you're practicing something and you, you, you feel like you got it. And then you, you, you play it a little bit more and then you, you start missing some stuff. You start hitting wrong notes. Uh, and then you just create like this mental block for yourself. And at that point, it's the best thing to do is just to put the instrument down and walk away for a little bit, even if it's yeah, for like you know, five minutes, you know? Yeah. You know, and, uh, I really encourage it. That's something that I really proud of myself is that when I was back in school and still back in Portugal, I put, I was not only practicing the repertoire that my teacher was asking. I was expanding way more repertoire. And mm -hmm. since I had the time to, you know, that's, uh, that gave me uh, a lot of baggage that I could use for the future. Because when we're adults, you're not going to have as much time to practice because you have to, you know, to do all these other things. Right. So the more you can do while you're, you know, studying, 
and looking for you know learning also yourself do not wait for your teacher to tell you what to do and that's mm. something i'm very proud of myself because i did that a lot you know i was yeah. doing a lot of repertoire i was doing i was uh, listening to master classes you know trying to get playing for other people and, and get their comments whoever it was i'm sure i played for zach uh when i was samuel because mm -hmm. the more you 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 learn by yourself the more um self self learner you can be and self taught yourself too mm -hmm. in the end you have to become your own teacher right mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so i really encourage you know and for future students really use the time that you're studying before you become an adult to really invest in your study to really mm. pursue yourself in that regards i remember back in portugal you know starting my solo career just okay i'm going to i want to do solo recitals and I did. I was contacting people, you know, sending those cold emails that no one likes to send yeah. and getting some recitals done. You know, no one in my, in my other, other classes were doing that. But the fact that I was doing and it was me pursuing that, mm -hmm. it taught me so much because not only I was studying for my stupid finals, but mm -hmm. I, I was actually playing. I was actually playing. I was studying to play. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, you really need to be, to be, uh, to put the, not just the work, but you have to put your mindset and say, okay, I'm going to do as best as I can to learn. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for your teacher. Don't wait for finals to say, oh, you know, it's time. It's time to go. It's time to go practice. It's time to do this. It's time to do right. B. No, you need as a musician, you really need to invest in yourself and say, oh, okay, how can I learn today? You know? I was um I was watching an interview with uh, Michael League. He's like the front man for Snarky Puppy. I don't know if you've heard of. Mm -hmm. um and he he was he was saying college that's that's the most time you're gonna have if you're a working musician that's the most time that you're gonna have to 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 really hone in your craft yes so take a take a hundred percent advantage um and if there's if that was anything if i had anything to say to any incoming music major or anybody that's going to college for any sort of any any craft really like that doesn't even have to be with music it's like take this time and 100 percent invest like miguel what you were just saying 100 percent invest yourself into this so yeah. that you yeah. can be so that you can stand out so that you when yeah. you leave after those four years or six years or whatever you stand out because you yeah. and you are you were engulfed for, for however many years in what so, you want I mean, to do. I, I wanna, I, sorry, Miguel, I wanna go no, off go that real quick because the, the word that you said engulfed is, is really important, I feel like, because I feel like a lot of kids going into college to study music, they, this goes off of both of your guys' points, they, they are going there because they want the teacher to make them better, right? <laughs> and I feel like, for one, Dr. Mueller, Dr. Neil Mueller, everybody, if you haven't heard that guy, shout out Dr. Mueller. He plays the Grand Rapids Symphony Orchestra. One of, hands down, one of the best professors I ever had. He no doubt made me better. He no doubt made me practice things that I did not want to practice and I wouldn't have practiced unless he was there, right? But I feel like when you're going into college to study music, you should go into it having an idea of what kind of musician you want to be and let the teachers guide you along mm -hmm. that journey. Mm -hmm. Because if you go in there like 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 I did, I had, I knew that I wanted to play music, but I didn't know 
what kind of music I wanted to play. I didn't even really know what kind of music, like the music that I listened to growing up was like folk music and like punk rock and metal and everything like that. And I played trumpet. I'm like, man, I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> so what am I going to do? And, and I, I will never, never, ever forget this. I walked into a lesson one time with Dr. Mueller and he had told me to work on a bunch of stuff that I didn't work on because I was working on something that I felt for me and my playing was more important. It was, it was an unreal experience. I thought he was going to be really mad. And so what I did is I said, he's like, I pull out my horn and he's sitting there, sitting behind his desk. He's like, okay, let's hear it. What's going first. And I literally said, doc, I didn't practice any of the stuff that you've told me to practice because I felt like my fundamental knowledge of my scales was holding me back. So here are three different forms of my major and minor scale scales in thirds and, you know, just all these different versions and his response, I thought he was going to be really mad. Right. And he said, ah, nice. Have you tried them in fourths yet? <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. Because, because once I expressed that, I was like, this is what I feel like is really holding me back. He gave me more to work on in that area. He guided me on the right path, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like, and no, I'm not saying don't practice what your professors tell you. Obviously, practice what they tell you to. But sometimes you do have to have that idea and say, this is, this is music. This is what I want to create. This is the kind of musician that I want to be. And this is what I feel like is going to help me the most. You know, <laughs> there's nothing in the end of the day, when you're a gigging musician, when you're a working musician and you do that for a living, guess what? There's not going to be somebody there to tell you, here's what you need to work on, mm -hmm. you know? It's yeah, you know, and build. Uh, so, um, getting back to that, you know, when uh, I, with all the repertoire that I did, I started to have an idea of what I want to do. You know, what's my strength? What's my uh, strongest repertoire I can perform in public? Again, I do everything, but I had, and I still have. I know the concept of okay, what I, what I'm good at, what can I show and what can i hide my flaws because no matter what you know it's not only just becoming very good you know you have a quality product but you have to be able to hide your flaws you know mm -hmm. and i'm in the state that i can hide my flaws very well and i know the <laughs> repertoire that i can do <laughs> no i'm a faker but, I do <laughs> um, but when you go to school you know really be open to ex the more you explore the more you know what kind of direction you want to go as mm. as a musician mm -hmm. you know yeah. but never 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 shut your ears because uh, that's i remember gospel defeat having that problem that she a repertoire it was different from my repertoire and i was you know i was that stubborn uh, little kid that no i want to do this repertoire. i want to do this repertoire i don't want to do the other i'm not good with the other but her strength was the other and after leaving cmu i I start to know, I, okay, I realized what she wanted to teach me, but I was being very stubborn and not humble, but not really humble. So <laughs> I shut down that door and, you know, you can't do that as a musician. You really need to be open to anything. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, you know what you are and what you can sell. You, ne mm -hmm. you need to get to that level, but always be open mm -hmm. to other perspectives because the more, you, the more knowledge you get, the more repertoire you do, the more scales you do, you know, the more qualified you are for the job. Miguel, what you were saying earlier too, though, about um, like also finding finding a balance 
and just being present. That's that just like honestly that spoke a that spoke a lot to me because I've oh, been really? I've I've <laughs> been um especially recently uh with a, like a lot of this like covid stuff happening and a lot of uh uncertain uncertainty, you know. It's very uh you start thinking more about what your future needs to be or what you want as opposed to just like still just being in the present, being yeah. thankful, you know, being happy that you're able to still do what you want to do. Um, that's always been kind of something that I've struggled with too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with the COVID and one thing, uh, I think that everyone misses is human touch, right? Mm -hmm. The human connect, being able to meet someone, giving a hug, being able just to be with people and, Things like, you know, going to a restaurant, going to a bar that we took for granted. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you don't have them. You start mm -hmm. being, looking at yourself and saying, oh, God, why didn't I enjoy that more? Why mm -hmm. didn't I enjoy that moment more? Mm -hmm. you know? And yes, sure, I mean, I, I, I'm sure we'll get, you know, a year or two years, we'll get to that point, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But uh, you really need to, you know, I, I have, Right now, I have two dogs and I have a foster. And I start. Mm. I did a lot. I do a lot of volunteer with um, in the shelters. And oh, that's it's just, wonderful. It's so. It's so. You know, for me, there's nothing as pure as a dog. And when I mean the, the dogs come from, you know, you're walking the dog in the shelter. I mean, they're so happy. I mean, they're mm -hmm. you know, they 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 need food. They need you know these things that they they were abused in the mm. past. But mm -hmm. they go they see you coming and they're just so happy and having that you know just pure joy mm -hmm. of the moment mm -hmm. really taught me you know to want to reach that and i right. think i'm getting to that point that, that i'm enjoying even if you have you know zach knows me i'm i used to be very stressful i'm still stressful but now i don't think so much in the future you know <laughs> I, I mean he knows all of that what, what's going to happen what i'm going to do you know Always. Now, no it was never oh zach what's going to happen it was oh zach what's going to happen <laughs> what i mean as i'm sure he knows that i haven't done that as much as I stones that you have to take care of but mm -hmm. you know it's it's it gives it gives a challenge and mm -hmm. you know and again enjoying the present and just being able to really enjoying now i'm alive i'm healthy mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yes it, it, it could be better but yes it could be worse too mm -hmm. you know i have a job a lot of people don't have a job now right i mean just just being recognizing the good things that you still have right you know and being and respecting those you know right. now you go to social media you see all these people complaining all the time being very you know mean mm -hmm. and that's something that, I, that i'm trying to be a better person too you know just yeah. not getting to that point i remember this is very red i was mm -hmm. walking my dogs and i hate when you know some driver you know is the stop sign is still red for him but he, you know they just keep going i mean yeah. they still not go and they're right on the crossbar and i was like I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to be a better person, you know? And I passed, I had to, to kind of use a short line. And then the, the lady was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She rolled the wheel and does, oh, I'm so sorry that I did that. And I was like, that was a sign. That was mm -hmm. a sign mm -hmm. that I'm doing the right thing right. in trying mm -hmm. to be a better person, which sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen, but right. just being, uh, 
you know, a nicer person, uh, uh, a more respectful person, uh, mm -hmm. embracing everything that the world has to have. I think it's very important. And mm -hmm. applying to music because mm. I was not like that at all. I was not like that at all uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, just you enjoying yourself. No, I was you know, not. You know how many times this guy over here told me that I sucked at the trumpet? And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally just messing around. No, but I do that. I do yeah. that. No, no, if you, you know, that's something I can't say. If you're, and I hate because I'm sorry, don't get me wrong, but Americans love to do that. Even mm. if it's mm -hmm. bad, if it's shitty, forgive me the word, people say, oh, it was gorgeous. No, if it's bad, I don't say anything. I just don't say anything. If yep. it's good, you know, I mean, if I say it's good, it's because it was really, really good. Right. Yeah. No, that's something I can't do that I just, you know, fake compliments it's just not for me because you're not respecting the person we oftentimes are too nice to people when it comes to critiquing their their work especially when you're in a situation where you're asking for it like i would ask miguel all the time i'd be like hey would you come listen to me play you know i don't know petrushka tell me what you think and if if he's just like oh my god it's beautiful how is that making me better right yeah you know, he can be looking at the score saying hey in the fifth measure dude that's the wrong articulation. Yeah. Or like, dude, oh my gosh, your intonation is like terrible. Yeah. And he definitely did that sometimes. And I appreciate you for it because how else am I supposed to get better? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, and we're, um, I've known, and I don't know if Annie noticed that too with the students, but um, I know that now you can't say certain things. You, you can't make them sad. You can't mm -hmm. tell them, oh, that was bad because mm -hmm. they will complain. And then the teacher is, you know, goes to the jail, whatever, because, oh, you, that was not good. Mm -hmm. And I do, I do notice that in our uh, society that is getting to that mm -hmm. point that everyone gets a, a prize, which mm -hmm. should not be never in life. I agree. You get a prize if you're good enough and if you're for it. You mm -hmm. should not get be awarded by not putting the work, the time, and uh, sacrificing for that. But now we're getting to that point, and I do notice that at AM, I mean, I love them, I really do, but I can't, there's a lot of people I can't be really honest because mm -hmm. if I say something wrong, they'll just cry in front of me, and then I, I'm the monster, which I'm not. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, make them better. Mm -hmm make them you know better human beings too i mean if, mm -hmm. if they're doing something stupid I, i'm supposed what i should not say it i should say oh right. that's okay that's yeah, you know, yeah. just keep going no i mean it's not right you know how do we yeah. learn if if no one just real slaps your face right <laughs> you know so like going off like as you're, you use music you're teaching music but that's also a medium to teach life skills mm -hmm. and oh, if you're yes. not allowed if you're not allowed to do that for students, it is such a detriment for their development. Because at the end yes. of the day, the things that you say are not going to nearly be as ass-kicking as life yeah. is going to be. Dude, yeah. see, um, that's the thing. Like, you get into a real job and mm -hmm. your manager is like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, literally, what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. Do that again, I'm going to fire you. Where's right. your yeah. income going to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If yeah. that's the first time that you experience somebody saying any negative things about what you're trying to do, oh, you are in for a yeah. Exactly. It's so. What are we preparing? If we're not preparing students for that, what are we doing? You know. Now mm -hmm. it's also the 
mental health is the big thing, you know, and I respect it. But there, I think there's a lot of people that use that as an excuse to not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you see these students with an excuse saying, oh, I, I'm excused to miss the class or I'm excused to miss that assignment. Now I'm going to ask. So if you go to a job, you miss your job, you have an excuse. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't feel well. I mean, no one is going to hire someone that presents that. I mean, you have, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have some resilience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's what our parents did. That's what we do all the freaking time, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. again, yes, there are some cases and I respect them, but mm-hmm. it should not be used as an excuse. And now everyone likes to use it as an excuse. Oh, uh, I'm depressed. Let me just stay, let me just stay in bed all the day. No, that's just not li- that just can happen. So what about mm-hmm. if you have a kid? Are you just going to stay, at, uh, stay in bed all freaking day? Right. Because, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it, like the word that you said, resilience. If you go out and you expose, especially if you are a music major and you're, you're, you're studying music, you're there because you find passion in music and you want to do that for the rest of your life. Not doing that is going to make you upset, is not, is going to, is going to cause these, dep- like, it's going to cause depression. Yes. Um, and I, I feel like there's a lot of people who it, it becomes a it becomes kind of a slippery slope where uh, I'll just kind of I'll do that tomorrow. I'm not feeling super yeah. well today. I, I'll do that the next day or I'll do, and then a week goes by and then a month goes by and then you start looking back. at OK, I haven't done anything. And then that gets you even more depressed. You know, it's a Dude. slippery slope. So it's it's important to have teachers like you, Miguel, where, to show the students no you have to do this like you have to do this in order for, for your success and for your 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 mental and physical well-being you you need to get up and you need to do this thing whatever it may be um, i think that's exactly. super important i mean there's a standard in life i mean there's just you know there's a standard in everything that we have to do and mm-hmm. if we're not ready for that and if someone is always, you know, oh, it's okay, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. okay, all the, you know, every day, it's just going to, it's not teaching you anything. Right. You know, it's making you worse as a person. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time specifically, my professor just kicked me out of a lesson because <laughs> it wasn't good enough. Like I came in and I was underprepared. Um, and he's like, get out. Don't waste, don't, you're wasting my time and you're wasting your own time. Mm-hmm. That instance right there, boom, one eighty. Yeah. After that, it, it, that's all it took too. That's yeah. all it took, dude. I had a really similar experience where, uh, shout out Dr. Mueller, uh, when I walked into a lesson and the stuff that I was playing wasn't good, and he was he was not mean about it by any means. He gives you like a disappointed dad kind of thing, and he just said, you know what? Why don't you use the rest of our lesson time to go practice? I, I remember like, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, that. I was, I was so, I was so hurt after that. I was like, "Go, you need to practice. Get your butt in the practice room." That was not good enough. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I got better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So speaking on this topic of resilience, Miguel, you are somebody that when I mm-hmm. think of that word resilience, mm-hmm. you are like the image of that. You Thank know. You. Uh, and I think it'd be really, really valuable 
to not not only me but our audience if you would go a little bit in depth uh, about your experience coming to this country and and trying to make it as a musician yeah yeah so you know um wow such a wow it seems so far uh, so long ago um mm -hmm. So when it I was, my, you're old now, dude. You're yeah, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like 31, man. That's so old. <laughs> Tell that to my gray hair. But um, when I finished my my college in um, 2010 in Portugal, I knew, you know, the the market in Portugal was very small. So it's a small country. You know, you already had the top musicians. You, you know, I had I did things, but I felt that. You know, there's there's just not a, a big uh, enough space for me to explore. I was aware of the the market that I was facing. You know, it was just there was just not any space to explore. Mm -hmm. It was you know you had these old people, very good players. We do have really good musicians, but it's like everyone you know in in the lake just trying to 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 show some themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, red ocean. Yeah. And after uh, also, interesting fact is that. You guys had your crisis in 2008, and then, you know, that hit Portugal in 2010. And I remember drive on Wednesdays, I was going to, um, specifically to a city in Portugal, to teach all day. And I remember driving back and hearing on the news that our government was, uh, we didn't have any government anymore because they all, they all <laughs> quit. That's how bad it was. And I remember, okay, it's time for me to take the step. And, you know, it took, it was uh, maybe two years of a process of preparing, of, you know, getting to know, kind of just having my mental uh, stage ready for that, saving as much money as I could. You know, my mom, I was taking care, and I'm still taking care of my mom, so I, I wanted to make sure that I left Portugal with having, you know, a lot of save just to make sure that everything was, was all right there with her and my dog, my last dog, then. And, um, you know, coming to America 2013, I mean, it was a great experience, but it was not easy. You know, it's a different culture. You're by yourself. I remember, you know, I had my own house in Portugal, my own car, and then suddenly coming here and being walking to Walmart to do groceries, for example, back in Mount Pleasant. Mm. You know, I remember being snowing and I'm right. still walking to, to, to Walmart to get my groceries. Um, you know, all the process of, of and, you know, the, the culture was different. I was, one thing I can't complain, people have been very nice to me. You know, at Samuel, class at Andy was, people were always very supportive. That is something that I really respect and admire in America, that I was very, very, you know, you ha I always felt welcome. Mm -hmm. um, but it was not easy, you know, mm -hmm. and then you as an immigrant, and now, especially with Trump and Zach Nels, you know, it's always very complicated to do stuff. Mm -hmm. As a performer, too, you always have these visas that, that you have to, 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 to worry about. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it, you're right, Zach. I really, I, I think that I'm very resilient. You know, I've put myself a goal and I was, okay, you know, whatever happens, just keep going. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you want to cry and you want to just say, fuck it all. But, mm -hmm. you know, that end goal, just having, keeping that, you know, just, okay, I can do it. I can do it. Whatever it takes, I can do it. That was always my, my slogan. Whatever it takes, just show them that you can do. You know, and I, I do feel that I accomplished that. Uh, mm -hmm. Even in my career, you know, personal life, 
just coming to another country, making such a huge step, leaving my comfort zone, you know, and then moving to Texas. That was not easy to. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving Mount Pleasant with my rental car. Zach mm-hmm. remembers that. I remember that. Everything that I could pack, you know, and just, I mean, just, it has been adventures after adventures, but mm-hmm. uh, it really taught me how to be very persistent and, you know, just not giving up. Yeah. Just, just keep going. And that, that creates a sense of confidence that also creates a sense of um, um, just wonderment towards your own life. Like appreciating everything that you've done, being able to look back and be proud. Um, that's, that's such an awesome, unique feeling that it's, it's sad to think when people don't have that, you know. So, yeah. And that's where, that's where being resilient is super important because then you could say, I did X, Y, and Z. I yeah. made it through it. Yeah. If I yeah. could do it, you could do it, you know, and, especially and you when know, it comes to music. Yeah, and uh, I remember still being, you know, when I decided to be a musician was I want to, before dying, I want to be able to say I did everything I could. I did everything I could to reach to the point that I was. And I really just think I did. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that say, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, but they're not. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's not just music, it's everything. They're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying but they try one day and then the next day they don't try. You know, it's like working out. I started mm-hmm. working out two years ago and I'm very, you know, I'm very regular. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, six days a week, whatever wow. happens. I'm even when the shutdown happened, I was working out at home, mm-hmm. you know, just, just doing my, my stupid home workouts, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of people back in January said, Oh, yes, change my body. Let's do mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. they do it for the first two weeks and then they stop. Why? Yeah. Because you know, it's just, oh, I'm tired, or, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. But then they regret that they don't have the body that they want to have, you know, things like that. You really need to be persistent and just say, I tried. No, have you, do you really try though? Did you Mm -hmm. really put the effort on what you're trying to reach? Yeah. You know, and that needs to be taught because a lot of people are just being lazy. And now with the social media, you know, Mm -hmm. people are just lazy. They don't Mm -hmm. want to do anything. They just want to stay in the computer and just, you know, scrolling reddit or youtube i mean sometimes i do that too i'm not going to lie but, <laughs> but, but, you know, but you know that's not all my life that's just right five minutes no overall. that's just it's just so so crazy because when you're thinking about that i feel like that directly relates to what we were talking about earlier with like the coddling kids mm-hmm. you know like one of i i have this like innate drive to to do things, to complete tasks, you know what I mean? To set my mind to something and then to complete tasks. And where that really comes from is like, I, when I was a kid, I watched my parents do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I watched my parents, well, and in some respect, I think they could have chilled out a little bit because they were working, both my parents were working all the time, always brought work home, you know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, it's like, because of that, I feel like, if there's an obstacle in front of me, I can get through it. I can go yeah. I can go around it if I need to. I can climb over it if I need to. But I'm gonna get past it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that yeah. sort of resilience, it's like how how do you go about teaching that? Mm-hmm. You gotta do it when they're kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, especially for me, writing, it never comes that easily. You know, I guess in computer say I have to write this, whatever. You know, so, oh, you know, I, I write five minutes. Okay, let me just check some YouTube just to, you know, it's something that it really kind of takes 
from me. But so, you know, I have things like being lazy. Some, some tasks are not hard for me, but just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, let me, okay, I can't take an hour. Okay, no, maybe let's just spend more certain minutes. You know, I can't be lazy, but, you know, you need to put yourself, no, I'm not being productive. You know, a slap in your face and you just go back to work and try to do the best that you can. Yeah. You know, but there's this, uh, but yes, it's, and I think having this, this resilience really not only it's good for you, but for a job situation, you, know, you need to be like that. You have a deadline, you have to do the deadline. You can't just, oh, I don't feel it today. Oh, yeah, maybe tomorrow. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. So, you know. kind of going off of that topic too, um, you booked a European solo piano tour all by oh. yourself. Yes, I did. And, and that us? was when you were living in America too. It's not like you were in yes. Europe already. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. can you can you tell us about that? Like, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was there. I was there. Yeah, I met him. Yes, I met him in, in Barcelona. Barcelona. It was so much fun. For uh, Zach, because he had to deal with a lot of my stress back then. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were a walking ball. But of that's stress. another story. Um, <laughs> now that process, you know, I. The reason I decided to do something so big is I found it was a moment for me to do something that big. I had, it was not easy. It started maybe 2016, 2000, yeah, 2016. And that was when Trump got elected. So, you know, the, the, the traveling business is always a little, you know, it was a little weird back then. People really didn't know what's going to happen. But I remember having this project that I called, that in my mind was, in the beginning was a multimedia project where I was playing and I had multimedia going on. And for, for two or three months, I was working on that. I was, you know, talking with people at AM to do some graphics work for that. I had graphics for just, you know, that each piece had a picture or an image in mind. But I remember, you know, and that's something that I learned too, is sometimes relying on other people or, you know, working in groups can be very good but also can be very dangerous because if you have a product that's relying on that it can be problematic and i remember 2016 being october and i say okay this is not this project that i have going anywhere i have to start i have to start booking uh tour uh, my tour mm-hmm. so it was like you know was linkedin adding all these people you know Making all these connections, a lot of no responses, a lot mm-hmm. of maybe, but then nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, and then, I mean, you have, you have to sell yourself, you know, and do your best you can, you know, sending these maybe 50 emails per day and just trying to figure out and how I, it turned out to be, it, well, it was 10 countries, you know, in three weeks, I think, maximum three weeks. And the itinerary was, I was doing the itinerary the best I could to be the most feasible uh, way to do it. Right. But again, there's a lot of factors to manage by yourself. And I was already late because if you're preparing a tour in less than a year, because at this point was October, November, December, January, March, I was still booking the final concerts. And the, the tour was starting in June. Oh, so, wow. you know... It was very, I mean, so you have to say yes or you have to say no. You have to do what works best for you. Um, but it was, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of uh, I do 
let me tell you, I'm, I'm humble, but I know I have a good product. I know that the material that I presented was, you know, it showed me well. I know I was ready for this step. If it was easy. Playing Germany, where everyone knows classical music, is not easy because mm. you know that you're being, you're being judged by the note. Mm. You know? mm. Or going to, to UK. And I remember a person saying, uh, you know, being very specific about what he was criticizing. I mean, not positive, but the fact that he knew the music I was playing, I mean, it was, you know, it can be very scary. Mm-hmm. And then traveling all, all over, you know, getting lost. Yes, Google Maps is, you know, a good weapon. <laughs> getting lost or calling Zach, oh my God, I, I, I mean, I was in Germany and I was in this building that I was left by myself. Yeah. And I thought it had ghosts all over. So I called Zach, oh my God, Zach, I can't sleep. I just, <laughs> it was a huge thunderstorm. I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, it's something that, it was, a, it was a, an awesome experience. It was three years ago. It was, it's feasible. Now, nowadays, everyone can book a tour. That's just a fact. I learned booking tours actually working at A&M because the choirs that we work, they have their own tours. And I, that's how I learned uh, booking a tour. Mm. This was something I could have done in Portugal, but the concept of tour was not a concept in my, in my head yet. Financially, how do you manage financially? You know, you have to have a lot of saves. You can't rely on the tour to provide income. I was lucky enough that my income and my expenses were covered by, mm. you know, it was very, it was a phenomenon because I was surprised about that. Very surprised. Mm-hmm. But you have to be prepared financially to take that step. Now, what does it bring to you? Fame, it does. You know, people, people say, oh, you were on the European tour. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And that opens another door for you as well. So, every, you know, you have to take the risk. I took a risk. I knew it was going to be a risk. You know, there was a time, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. I remember in December, I just, you know, it's too much work. I can't pull this up. But I was like, no, you just keep going. You know, you put that. This, this goal on your soul, you're going to finish. And I did. I mean, it was, I think it was successful. Mm-hmm. Some concerts, it was, you know, I remember in um, Switzerland playing for four people at the lunch concert, but you know, whatever. It is mm-hmm. what it is. You yeah. present yourself, you do your work. Next day, you're in another country. And it's something that it's very feasible to do. You can, you know, local tours. America has a lot of, I hope with the COVID things get better, but you know, you have a lot of market here to explore. Go on first. The best way you can learn is by performing. You cannot expect learning how to perform if you're not performing mm-hmm. at all. So, mm-hmm. so one, thing, one thing I want to talk about about this is, is the actual logistics of getting in touch yeah. with people and, and making sure that the dates all line up in the right ways. So that, that's kind of like two questions there. But, but the first one is, how did you go about getting in touch with these venues, getting in touch with these people? So what I did was, um, give me, just give it, my foster dog is uh, doing oh, some let's damage. See. Just give me a second. Let's see. Just, it, 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 it decided to destroy some, yeah. I don't even know what it is. It decided to destroy some church music. Oh, oh. perfect. That's okay. <laughs> Who cares oh, about Jesus? Oh, but yeah, I mean, oh my, my gosh, he's a sweet. Can but I have my, him? What's his name? Yes, he doesn't even have a name. Oh, if you guys want to name it, it's the time to do it. 
Leo. Oh. Leo. There it is. Oh, that's such a beautiful name. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, gonna name. I'm gonna name my first kid boy, girl. Don't care. Leo. The- <laughs> that's a beautiful name. 